BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com welcome to episode 150 can you believe we did 150 of these tim man those people that have listened to all 150 episodes you like go back and listen to all 150 in a row i can't imagine the crap we've said in the past that like didn't come to pass or was completely wrong or I, I'd be scared to go back and listen, but thank you for 150 episodes of Star Wars and Scotch. We were Some, just talking before this about how for 200 episodes, we should probably do something special since for 150, we didn't do anything special. <laughs> yeah. I think every, like every hundred episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's important. So maybe yeah. 200 live from Disney. Nope. That would, that would be sick. Could you imagine us doing it like in Oga's Cantina? they let us i don't know i mean like each table you have a maximum of 45 minutes that you can be at so if we could like sit down and as soon as we sit down start recording like they're not going to rush you out but like they they try to get you to spend about 45 to minutes to an hour while you're there you have the you have the zoom at your house we could just bring the zoom into little microphones and bing bang boom it is really loud in there though but would that add to the ambiance it could (laughs) i don't know like the little DJ guy's awesome. Oh, that's the dude. He's the retrofitted droid from um, Galaxy Tours. Star Tours, right? Star Tours, that one. Yep. Yep. They're adding new stuff to Star Tours, by the way. Yeah. They keep on trying to keep that ride alive. It's fun. I know people that don't like it, though, because they get sick on it. It is It is a lot. I mean, it's essentially. Did you see how they made that? Yeah. It's, a, it's originally, it used the. Um, military flight sim technology like in the 80s mm-hmm. like this was like a heat like big deal is so they did i watched the entire behind the scenes on that one it was cool 
I wish Disney would continue to innovate like that. They seem to. You know where I went from our childhood recently that did, has not innovated and has gone backwards? Okay. Uh, on a whim, I took the kids to Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, God. The animatronics are gone. It's well, yeah, because they keep breaking the down. Yeah, but like, there's something about this, and maybe because Five Nights at Freddy's blew up. Yeah. They got rid of them, but it's just gone. It was just a screen on the wall with an LED. I mean, Chucky still comes out, but he looks like... Chucky is dressed like Steve Buscemi in the meme where he has the backwards hat and the skateboard over his shoulder. And he's yeah. Like, Hello, young children. Yeah. And I hate it. I hate it. And ironically, there's an entire episode of It's Always Sunny based around this exact scenario in the new season where they go to... It's not Chuck E. Cheese. It's whatever oh, parody yes. version uh-huh. they had uh-huh. to do. Yep, you I saw it. Yep. Yeah, and they're like, this is not how I remember it. I went there, and I had the exact same feeling. I'm like, this is gar... They're trying to play, like, um, uh, 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 what's that mobile game? Jumpy, the Frogger wannabe game that looks like Minecraft. Jumpy something. I don't know. Mm. Their kids are, like, spending all my money playing that. I'm like, we can download this on your iPad, and you can play it at home. Yeah, or, like, Flappy Birds, or uh, what's the other I'm one like, where you shoot the birds at the, the pigs? Um, Angry Birds. Yeah, you could do Angry Birds there. Angry Birds is fun at Top Golf, um, hmm. but they're like playing big mobile games. I'm like, why are we spending my money on a game you could just play for free at home? Play something you can't like. Oh, we don't have a ski ball set up at home. Go play ski ball. I but know. I don't want to play ski ball. I want to play this one. Uh, that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. So annoying. So anyway, Chuck E. Cheese sucks. Uh, yeah, I had a slice of pizza and Ooh. regretted. Aren't it. they doing a buffet style now? So there's a salad bar. There's always been a salad bar. Just think of all the little... They don't bring you your pizza anymore. You have to go get it yourself when your buzzer rings. Like, talk about just putting everything... They don't even bring it to your table? Wow, really low There's like a pickup window. And I could have grabbed someone else's pizza. They would have never known. Well, I mean... Welcome to Chuck E. G's. Screw me for being honest. Anyways, this is a Star Wars podcast. But before we get into Star Wars, I would love to remind you that King's Coast Coffee... Delicious. Friday, um, what's going on sale on Friday? Is it Barrel Ages on Friday? Yeah, it's going to be the Dia de los Muertos. That's what it was. Barrel Ages was last week. Dia de los Muertos comes on Friday. Um, so uh, make sure you're ready for it. that. That bag art is always my favorite. I have it framed somewhere. Is it here? No, I think it's at the office. Um, I love the Dia de, de los Muertos um, bag art. So make sure you pick that up. I still love the ad we did a few years ago where Jack had his, his fiance. Like in front of the ofrenda. Oh, where she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. That was good. pretty awesome. Yeah, those are solid. <clears throat> so, uh, com. Make sure you pick it up. Autumn Tide is out as all uh, as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, just around the corner for the holidays. I know people were asking. I don't remember if it was your chat or Ben's chat or somewhere about Coco or whatever. But holiday stuff is after Halloween. After Halloween. So, Kingsco's Coffee. Yeah, dude. Someone, one of my mods said that they would... They would threaten Wayne if they don't get the um, the spicy hot chocolate this year. Oh, threaten away. Yep. Um, is your merch still available for no. Halloween? No, no. Fall fall merch was a short drop, and that's done. Amy's ordering blends and printing out graphics, and then we will have our Black Friday announcements um, the week before Black Friday. So stay tuned. We got some other cool stuff coming too. So 
Very excited. You should do some obscene hol- holiday merch for Ben, like we did a few years ago. No, no, this is going to be uh, this is going to be like a winter slash evergreen launch. This is going to be more. It's going to be more like like stuff that you'd want to wear all the time, not so just like a specific like themey merch. It's going to be more so like a little more professional looking. Like we might even be doing a polo. So, mm-hmm. had a lot of people ask for polos. Yeah. Desk mat, like a, a card playing mats for all our, our Magic the Gathering fans out there. I knew that was coming. Yeah, we uh, we got blanks to test on. They're white, though. And I was like, Amy, why did you get white mats? She's like, what do you mean? I was like, gamers are gross, that they're going to get dirty. She's like, oh, I didn't think about that. <clears throat> so, you know what we need to work on for hmm. Lab 77? We need to work on IP deals. That's what we need to work on. Yeah, yeah. When it's not in my house and it's not being run by just my <laughs> wife, I would love that. But I would like to see nah. my wife. Uh, I enjoy spending time with her, and uh, during GCX, I didn't get to. So, yeah. Let's. I see my wife for a whole forty-five minutes every evening. It's really nice. Yeah. Let's work on expansion <laughs> first, and then we'll talk about IP deals. I'm gonna get an IP deal then. Okay. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make it happen, Kevin. Let's go. <laughs> Lab 77, stay tuned, chat. Uh, Last but not least, GCX tickets are on sale. You did miss the 20% off, but GCX tickets are available. You can go to gcxevent.com and grab your tickets. Uh, There's a few different ticket tiers. One thing I'd like to clarify, the party that is listed in the top tier ticket, the VIP ticket, is not the pool party that you all are being like, why are you charging for a pool party? We wouldn't do that. We're not like that. We don't take advantage of people like that. It is a separate gathering. Your pool party will most likely still happen, but I didn't organize the pool party, so I cannot say one way or another whether whether it will happen, but it probably will still happen. I don't know. I'm not really involved in the pool party thing. You guys kind of did that impromptu, so this is separate. This is a completely separate thing, so... um, why not do both? That would be my philosophy. I Why believe not there's both? only 200 of those tickets. So if you are interested in that party, more details will be released. But I guarantee you it'll probably be sold out before the details released because that's just how the community works. That's the way the um, cookie crumbles. Yep. And then you have your regular uh, normal tickets that you're used to year over year uh, under that. Um, so uh, make Mindy happy. The party is her brainchild and she's worked very hard on organizing it. So uh, gcxevent.com. And uh, gcxevent.com slash tickets is where you want to go to get your GCX tickets. They're, um, like I said, you miss a 20% off. That's usually the best sale of the year. Um, 20% we'll off. Some, we'll have some periodic ones over the year, but they're never as good as that one. You missed it. First one's always the best one. So next year, stay tuned, stay plugged in. Uh, I believe that gets rid of all of the house cleaning that we need to do. Let's jump into Star Wars. Tim. Yep. Minecraft DLC. It kind of came out of the blue, didn't it? As all of the Minecraft fans rejoice. I don't play Minecraft. It was Minecraft. random. It was random as hell. So is this this is an official DLC it's, by Mojang, right? It's got to be. Yeah, it, I mean, Minecraft is the yeah, one. It's a, it's a Minecraft Star Wars collab. It's during the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a full adventure. Like, it's a full... It's not like your stereotypical Minecraft where it's, you know sandbox go in do whatever it seems to be more story driven because according to this article this comes from rockpapershotgun.com 
Uh, the last Star Wars Minecraft DLC was just skins and locations from the original trilogy and the Mandalorian to poke around. Um, Path of Jedi will be explicitly story-driven, as Tim mm -hmm. said, as the player's Jedi Knight in training travels around the galaxy to planets such as Coruscant and Kamino to complete various missions. The Kamino one looks um, really good. Kamino the looks planets really, really good. are all cube-shaped, which is adorable. Yeah. I think that's such a, a fun little thing. I love the shot of the council. I guess they're knighting you. Mm-hmm. Which is is uh, that sucks for Anakin. Um, <laughs> oh no, he's a knight. He's not a master. Hey, he just has become the rank of master. Um, so, uh, all, that's like when you get a promotion at work, mm -hmm. but they don't give you any extra pay. They're right. like, we're not giving you the rank of master and the title, but we're going to give you all the work that goes along with it. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's happened to me in the past. It's not fair. <laughs> Your new empire. Um, so this comes out November 7th. I would assume you're playing it on launch day, Tim. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're done with Spider-Man, let's see. Oh, Spider -Man. man, dude. So that's going to be that. There's there's a lot to do in Spider-Man. That's like, on Friday. It is on Friday. And I'm streaming. You have you'd have a little under. No, you'd have about two and a half weeks to finish Spider-Man before Minecraft. Jedi. Okay. I think that's enough time. Yeah, I think so. It won't be enough to unlock all the skins and stuff, but. Are you a perfectionist on stream with that, though? Um, it depends if the skin is... Because a lot of the skins in Spider-Man, they actually have attributes and whatnot that actually do cool mm -hmm. stuff. So it just depends on what I want to get. Yes, Hunter loved the Iron Spider suit in the Yeah, there's some really good ones. Like, the Ghost Spider suit was really cool. Um, yeah, there's, like, a handful of, like, really neat ones. I didn't do any of the ones in Miles Morales. I don't think so. But the ones in Spider-Man, I, I went after. Pretty hard. We got most of the ones in Miles Morales. Not all of them, but we got most. I think we were missing two in Spider-Man. Um, the symbiote one looks. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, so if you do want to watch Tim play it on November 7th, you go to YouTube.com slash Darkness429. You can watch Tim play through the Minecraft DLC. Uh, there, yeah. The Star Wars DLC was revealed as part of Mojang's annual Minecraft live event, blah, blah, blah. Um, update focused on combat and tinkering. Um, so I believe that update is there on purpose to welcome this in because mm -hmm. apparently there's a lot of combat in this DLC is what I've read. Um, you'll be able to take a customizable droid companion with you on your travels as well as customizing your own lightsaber to swing around and go, vroom, that's what the article says. I'm reading it verbatim. <laughs> The DLC's description teases battles with creatures and members of the dark side with the trailer showing a player character using force powers to chuck around battle droids before teasing an anonymous figure wielding two red lightsabers, hinting at an appearance from Clone Wars baddie Asajj Ventress, perhaps? Ooh. I was reading um something this week that was saying, like, Asajj should get her own animated series of her, like, journey from the Night Sisters to Count Dooku to serving him. And then after the fact, she goes and gets a lover and then dies by the mm -hmm. lover's hand. Mm -hmm. Kind of sucks, but I mm -hmm. mean, she's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, Minecraft DLC, November 7th. Go watch it on Tim's channel. It'll be fun. It, it, it looks fun. I'm not a Minecraft person. I'm watching the Neither trailer right now. I'm not really a big Minecraft person, but you put Star Wars on Minecraft. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. I wonder if they'll let you like build stuff while you're like going through the adventure 
How many people are going to try and get their lightsaber and then go to the classroom and try and kill the children? Everyone. <laughs> everyone will try that. Why is the darkest thing in Star Wars something that everyone tries to emulate? I just saw a video on TikTok this morning of a guy who built his lightsaber, a huge Star Wars fan, for the first time. He's walking out, putting it in the case, and turns to his wife, and he goes, let's go find some kids. Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen the one where the guy brings in um, like the custom lightsaber, and it has the... Master Skywalker, what do we do? And every time so it hits, dark. it makes a ah, ah, ah. And like, so and, and he takes it into uh, what's the store? What's the store in in Batu? Um, oh, um, uh, oh my God! Anyways, you know what I'm talking about. He Doc walk, Ondars. He walks into Doc Ondars, and there's a cast member that's there, and she just like slowly turns and looks at him with like the worst look on her face, just like, "What are you doing?" Great, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, this comes from Sky News. Uh, a model of an X-Wing starfighter used in the original Star Wars movie. Yeah. Which was found in a garage. Yeah. Has sold at auction for $3.1 million. Yeah. Million. 20-inch model has been missing for decades. Decades, mm -hmm. but has become the most expensive Star Wars screen used prop to ever be auctioned. Yeah, they they were able to verify it by looking at shots from the movie to verify that it was actually that. I think it. I think it's red. I think it's supposed to be Luke's uh, X wing, if I remember correctly. That's what it looks like. It's got it's the one red of stripe it's one on of the it. it's one of the Red Squadron. X-Wings. It's got some some scarring on it from mm. shots. Mm -hmm. It's so detailed. That's it's what streaming. that's what gets me. I got it's so detailed. It's so nice. But that's just nuts. $3.1 million. It was found in the garage um, of I just had it and I scrolled to look at the picture. Is it some uh, Oscar nominated model maker Greg Jean, who died last year at 76 years old. The model had a distinctive red stripe on top on uh, the top wings and fans of the star Wars franchise will recognize it as the red leader. It's red leader. It's red leader. in the 1977 okay. film, a new hope um, features close-ups in parts of the space battle near the end of the film, including the trench run um, built by industrial uh, light and magic ILM, the visual effects company founded by star Wars creator, George Lucas. The model was one of four such miniatures, according to the auction house. Um, this model has not been displayed or modified since it left ILM. Wow. I want to know how it was stored in the garage. Like, was it just in a box? Was I can like tell you. Okay. The model was discovered in a cardboard box in a garage oh my when God. experts were helping Greg Jean's family catalog the late model maker's collection. Other Star Wars props in the collection included a Stormtrooper costume from A New Hope. No this raised way. $645,000 when it was sold at Sunday's auction. So from finding crap in oh this guy's garage, God. over almost, almost, not quite, $4, uh, $4 million worth of, of props. Wow. And the guy probably forgot it was in there, Tim. Man. Could you imagine just having millions of dollars just sitting in a cardboard box? Jeez. And then having the millions to just be like, I want that. Mm. That's the other one where it's just like, I want that. There's a lot of rich nerds because when I see some of these auction prices, I'm like, Yeah, look at look at fucking Post Malone. Dropped two million dollars uh, on that one on ring. The one card. ring, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
I felt bad for that guy because he really didn't want to give up the card, but he the way he described it in the interview was like this is a life changing money that I can't say no to. Yeah. And even even Post Malone flew him out to do the transaction and everything. And I saw the video and he was really nice about it. And he's like, I'll take good care of it. Um, isn't he like wearing it as a necklace now or something in, oh, a, I don't in a case? Know. I don't know, but that would be amazing. <laughs> like, what what do you do with a card that expensive? Don't you care? Like, you can't do you bring it everywhere you don't put with it you. In, yeah, I don't think you put it in your deck. You would you would use a proxy or you'd use a, a, a copy of that. But like, that's the one of one. You don't play that. Even Logan Paul wears his Pokemon card everywhere. That is like super. It's a Charizard. It's like crazy expensive. Um, One day, yeah, Kevin. Like, what do you, you put it? You got to put it in a bank vault. That's all I could think of in a I deposit know. box or something. It's wild. Crazy. Rich nerds. Rich nerds. But my problem is this: is even if I had, well, maybe Post Malone money's different. But what I would consider wealth, I still wouldn't spend that kind of money on Magic the Gathering cards. No. I couldn't do it. But if you need to spend that money so you don't get taxed, I mean, like. That's different. All that's right. Different. If I got to cheat Uncle Sam, then I'll buy Magic yeah, the Gathering exactly. cards with that money. <laughs> Why not? I mean, like, my, my CPA is going to love all of my Magic purchases. It's for work. Exactly. I was like, hey, like, I have to buy more stuff. My, I remember one year, my CPA was like, you spent $3,000 at Steam Powered. What's this? <laughs> it's like it's an online video game store. <laughs> so write it off. It's purchase for your work. That's funny. And you know, because you know as a streamer, like probably 1700 of that is not has nothing to do with work. It's just no. like, oh, Steam sale. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, so $3.1 million on this X-Wing sitting in a guy's garage in a cardboard box with a stormtrooper costume. That's nuts. The part the part that it's just like there was no protection for it at all. It was just sitting in a box. I mean, it looks great. There's a picture of it in it. it yeah, looks no, it looks fine. amazing. But I mean, like, I wonder if it got restored at all. I wonder if it, it had anything done to it to clean it up. It probably helps, though, that it's supposed to look used and rusty and whatnot. Sure. So congrats on uh, to Greg's family. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Tales from the Death Star, New York Comic Con, and uh, 100 Years of Disney. Be right back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's a small world after all. 100 years of Disney. So Disney's celebrating 100 years right now. Now, yeah. Star Wars has not been around for 100 years, but no. Disney isn't. Did you get a chance to watch Once Upon a Studio? Uh, No. Do it. It's 15 minutes long. Kyler will absolutely love it. Okay. It's literally every character ever from. Oh, Disney I saw animation. someone do a TikTok video on that, and like Goofy tries to take a picture of the whole group. You will cry numerous times. Ah, crap. Um, there's just just go in knowing that. Um, 
there. It's it's really short though, and it's so enjoyable, and it, it is adorable. It, it's great. It's a great homage to Disney animation. But um, the other IPs are celebrating 100 years of Disney. So this comes direct from StarWars.com. Uh, this is uh, from two days ago on the actual 100th birthday. Walt Disney Company turns 100 today, or twice as old as Grogu, to put it in Star Wars mm-hmm. terms. Celebrate for the next month. TikTok will be home to a unique interactive experience where stories, magic, and memories come together. Through November 13th, watch specially curated videos from at Star Wars, including a closer look at the lineage of Masters and Padawans that led uh, from Master Yoda to Sabine Wren. That sentence bothers me. Thrawn's return in live action and footage of Hayden Christensen reminiscing about his first day on set wielding a lightsaber. Over 48 handles participating. You can also check out the latest from Disney, Marvel, Pixar, ESPN, all the other Disney, blah, 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 blah. Create your own clips with official music and effects. Test your knowledge with daily trivia and collect trade character cards like the Darth Vader card below to win unique profile frames on TikTok. So there you go. That's how they're celebrating. The Vader one actually looks really cool. I don't know what I would do with a profile frame on TikTok, but the Vader one is pretty awesome. Yeah, I saw Um, that. It was very much so in your face when you got onto TikTok for the first time. It's like, oh, all this stuff. I'm like, oh, God. But yeah, 100 years of of Disney. Definitely watch Once Upon a Studio for that. Um, Before we get into the meat and potatoes of New York Comic Con, let's talk about Tales from the Death Star. Uh, Kevin Scott wrote Tales from the Death Star. It's essentially a book. It's kind of, um, it's a Halloween horror, as horror as Star Wars is allowed to be. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, the highlights of it, um, there's a Rancor pit on Vader's castle that we're going to visit. Okay. Um, cool. There's, um, what's the other stories? The tales are all connected through a creepy framing story uh, with a mysterious figure advising a young boy on Kefbeer is the name of the planet. Boy. The mysterious figure looks a lot like the mouth of Sauron, like a cross between a Nazgul and the mouth of Sauron. Okay. He's got this weird, drooly, creepy, teethy smile, and his hood looks exactly like a Nazgul. So I guess he's the one telling these stories. There's like hentai tentacle monsters nice. in there. Nice, Yeah. Actually, it's not a book. It's a comic book, by the way. Um, the creature from the trash compactor is one of the stories. <laughs> um, we shall double our efforts. Puts a really fun twist on the Empire's push to finish the second Death Star, which is that they used zombies. Ooh, Walks the line between horror and comedy. So that's one of the stories. Wild Squadron is a ghost story focusing on a fighter unit that is possibly returned from beyond the grave. It's cool. And it, it's great art. I'm looking at the art while I'm scrolling through this. It's fun. The Haunting of Grand Moff Tarkin flips the script on Tarkin, um, which is interesting because Peter Cushing, before he was in Star Wars, was in a lot of 70s and 60s horror movies. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it it kind of um, it, it lends itself to that. Um, so there's a Haunting of Grand Moff Tarkin. I'm not reading the plot, obviously, so you can all enjoy it. Um, so those are the those are the Halloween stories from Tales from the Death Star this year, the comic book. If you decide to pick it up, um, and uh, apparently he's planning on doing this every year for Halloween, oh, according cool. to Kevin Scott. So Tales from the Death Star, uh, it looks fun. I'm probably gonna read this. Honestly, it looks really fun. The trash compactor monster looks like you got an upgrade in this comic, so that looks cool. But yeah, Tales from the Death Star. Comic Con. 
I've never been. I've never been to a Comic Con, either San I Diego New- or New York. I went. To, I've been to New York a few times. I worked New York a few times too. Um, but uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's it, it got worse when gaming got introduced to it. Like I'm gonna level with you straight up. It oh, I'm really sure. got worse when gaming. When it was comics and focused on movies and television shows and comics, yeah. I really liked it better. The introduction of gaming to Comic-Con changed the dynamic because it felt like they were trying to shove packs into Comic-Con. Uh, I and see. I don't like that. I liked Comic-Con being Comic-Con. Now, sure. it doesn't ruin Comic-Con. I still enjoy it, but I prefer it the way it used to be. I know I sound like an old man. You do sound that. like an old man. My favorite Comic-Con was when Weta Workshop had a booth at New York Comic-Con. Oh, I'm sure and, that was sick. And they had props from the Warcraft movie, Lord yeah. of the Rings, um, all sorts of stuff. And uh, Audrey, my my oldest daughter, bought uh, what a workshop elf ears. Oh, uh, cool! So she still has them. She still wears them for TikToks and whatever the heck she's doing these days. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, that was my favorite. We also met Gandalf and um, wait, like Thringy McKellen? No. Oh, Gandalf. I did meet at New York Comic Con very briefly. Um, oh my God, what's his name? The voice of Batman, Kevin. I'm bad with names, dude. Hold Kevin on. Conroy. Uh, Kevin Conroy. There you go. So he was walking away from his meet and greet, and he was walking by us. Mm-hmm. And as he was walking up to us, I turned to Audrey, and I went like that to her shoulder. And I was like, that's Batman. And she goes, no. And I'm like, that's the guy that does the animated series, Audrey. That's because she grew up with that. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite shows. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's him. It's Kevin Conroy. And she went, oh, as he was walking by, and he looked at her. <clears throat> And uh, she went, hi, Batman. And he goes, <laughs> he leaned, he got down to her, which is the cutest thing. And he goes, what's your name? <laughs> and she goes, oh, Audrey. And he's like, nice to meet you, Audrey. I'm Batman. I I'm smiled Batman. and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you have that for the rest of your life. That's kid. amazing. That's that so was cool. worth the train. Yeah, train totally. ride to the city. So, uh, yeah, that, that was my fondest memory. That was also the year I met... Um, because it was the first year Twitch got involved. So this is oh, what? Oh, yeah. 14, 13? I met Future Man at that event. Oh, my God. Whatever happened to Future Man? He still, he still streams, but Does I he? met him there. That was when he was like Twitch. When he Twitch was blowing was at his face. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's when he blew up. Yeah, I got to meet him very, very briefly. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it was 14. I can't remember. It's been a while. Um, but, yeah, that was, uh, that was a good good year. Uh, but yeah, Comic Con's great. I, I really enjoy it. I would love to go to San Diego one year. Um, the problem is, is I don't like crowds anymore. <laughs> I too have also lost my taste for big events. So it's like uh, that's why I like GCX. It's like just the right amount of people. We could fit a little bit more in there, but not yeah, much more. <laughs> it's just the perfect not size. More. Not much. GCXevent.com to get your tickets today. Yeah, like maybe maybe another five to ten thousand people, but that's it. I'm done. I won't do the big. I I I won't. I'll sell it to somebody before I do a huge huge event. I'm, I just I, I won't do it. It's yeah, just, I feel that. I, I don't want to be the top dog doing a big event. Anyway, so let's go down uh, the list of Star Wars stuff from New York Comic Con. 
So um, the party's just getting... This is all from StarWars.com, too. Party's just getting started with Mace Windu. Mace Windu getting his own Marvel miniseries in January, just in time to celebrate the 25th anniversary of The Phantom Menace. The series, written by Mark Bernardin, was announced along with this cover by Matthias... I don't want to butcher your last name, Matthias. Matthias Manhanini. Nailed it. Yeah, you did a great job. Um, So, yeah, that cover is awesome, first of all. Tim, do you have it up? I don't. All right, let me send this to you. Drop the link. Drop the link, Kevin. Sending to Tim. Hold on one second, chat. While we do this. But the cover is sweet. It's Mace. Um, He's still dead, right? I hope not. God, I hope he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) I hope he's he's zombie Mace. God, I hope he's dead. dead. Uh, So the cover is pretty sweet, Tim, when you see it. I would frame that and put it in my office. Oh, I love that's Mace. like baby Mace Windu. Yeah, I'm sure, well, it's around the Phantom Menace. Of, well, oh no, it's around the anniversary of Phantom Menace. But yeah, he's probably... It's going to tell a story we don't know about him. And since we know how he dies, it's going to be... Oh my God, what if, this, what if this comic book just completely fixes all that and he's alive? Oh no. Uh, besides making you incredibly angry. Well, like you so said, he looks, he looks Look, very young Yeah, there. he looks like a baby in this one. That is a, that is a really cool picture though. If you could get rid of the font and just have just just that artwork, I'm sure you could. Yeah, you just you know, there's some Photoshop AI tools that could do that. Or I could go to Disney and pay a really overpriced price for it. Yeah, I would do the I would do the first one. <laughs> you know that Epcot art gallery when you walk in and go to the right. Oh yeah, yeah. I could probably pay like 250 bucks for this. Every text. every once in a while, <laughs> when we go to Dan, when we go to Disney Springs, there's a um, there's an art store that I like going into and. Mm-hmm. And I and I see that I see the, the paintings. I'm like, man, this would look so good in the living room. And then I look at it. I'm like, do I really want to pay five thousand dollars for a Beauty and the Beast painting? You or know, it's like, like it's like shit like that. That twenty thousand um, dollar Cinderella's castle that's made of like of glass, crystal and glass. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah, the one they have on Main Street. Yeah. Somebody buys that. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I, I mean, like you look at it, you're like, is this a smart purchase? You know, it's just like I don't think so. No, we both have young children. That is. Do you want to send Kyler to college, or do you just want to buy that? It's like I don't know. A couple more sponsored streams, maybe. Who knows? (laughs) With this sponsored money, I'm going to buy the Crystal Palace. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, Ethan Sachs is sticking with bounty hunting with Star Wars Jango Fett, the writer behind the Bounty Hunter series, which I heard was great. We got to read that one. Yeah, I I, I dabble. I dabble a little bit. I I read the first one. Uh, which right. it was revealed will soon come to an end. We'll helm the Marvel miniseries that debuts in March. Um, so Django's going to get his own comic book series written by the Bounty Hunters authors, which will be good. Here's what you were talking about before. Number three, Thrawn Alliance's comic series. <sighs> I don't know why they're doing this, but... the. The newest Marvel adaptation written by Thrawn creator and author of the novel by the same name, Timothy Zahn and Jody Hauser debuts in January with a stunning cover by Rod Reese. I think Tim and I need to cover this because I really want to hear Tim's dissertation every week on how he feels about these comics. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm down to do that. That one, I think, is is a must. Yeah, um, I definitely have my opinions about Thrawn and how they treat him, so... He looks younger here, so this uh, is definitely... I mean, it would be... It's in between season three and four of Rebels, so it's it's a little bit before episode four. 
So, yeah, it's he's younger. He's a lot younger than we find him in Ahsoka. Well, he's old. He's about the same he's about the same age that you'd see him in Rebels, so. There you go. There you go. Throwing alliances. Number four, making the jump to hyperspace stories with the new Dark Horse original graphic novels. I don't under so one question I have is why does Disney license it out to so many different comic book companies when they own Marvel? I guess I don't, more money? I don't know. It's so confusing. Because we have this, we have Dark Horse. There's another one that I have on my iPad. I can't remember the name of it that some of the High Republic comics were on. I don't remember. Uh, a new line of original graphic novels kicks off with the new tales featuring a beloved Jedi duo of Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Written by George Mann and illustrated by Andrea Muti. And Obi-Wan written by... Oh, they're two separate. Obi-Wan is written by Cecil Castellucci with art by Lucas Marangon. Were announced uh, with covers by Michael Cho. So they're getting their own graphic novels through Dark Horse called the hyperspace stories. I would assume this is pre-Phantom Menace based on the pictures that we see here and also Qui-Gon's ultimate demise. So um, that would be my assumption. All right. Number five. Here we go. With the start of phase three of Star Wars, the High Republic, the trials of the Jedi are just just beginning. Just cut phase two out and just call phase three phase two. I now that phase two is over, I can completely say I did not enjoy it. I really didn't. I think phase one was awesome. Phase two was quite the letdown and felt very unnecessary. Yep. The covers of Shadows of Starlight issue number four and the High Republic number three, both by Phil Noto, were revealed. The first, written by Charles Soule, features Marquion Rowe holding the lightsaber of Loden Greatstorm. I like where that story is going. Yeah. He has a lightsaber. Mm hmm. Uh, I really want to see where that develops. Also, Markeon just looks awesome at this point. Yeah, he looks a, like a he looks like a Destiny boss. He does. He yeah. looks like a Vex. He looks like a, he's got like a Vex head. What if he gets banished from this galaxy and ends up in our galaxy in the future, and he becomes the like origin? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But it would be really interesting to see what happens to Markion and where he ends up. Because like now Star Wars has been opened up to the idea that you can travel a- across the void into other galaxies. So like, is that what happens with the Gaze Electric? Does Markion end up going somewhere else? I mean, they've toyed with it. They've just never really made it prominent like they did in Ahsoka. So... Who knows? What I mean, no, well, they never they do. never talked about it in canon, though. So, yes, they've toyed with it in the Not past, in Disney, but they've never no. really, like, talked about it in now canon. Yeah, it was a, it was definitely a Legends concept. Um, Markian's still got to raise more hell in the galaxy, though. He's he's still, like, a fresh villain. He's got to do more damage. Plus, he's got to use the leveler to do... He's got to kill way more Jedi for it to, like, really be a prominent threat at this point, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, meanwhile, Kevin Scott will continue to pen the flagship comic uh, with a story that involves Keeve Trennis battling Lorna D. Um, and both issues arrive in January. There's a shot of Keeve and, and Lorna fighting, too. Keeve is from the comics. If you re- read the Higher Public comics, she's the one of the stars of it. Um, Tim. Yep. Do you see the cover of the Dark Horse Higher Public issue yeah, three? It, I've been staring at it. I really like it. What? Who? That looks like a Sith. Okay, so the mask to the right of that Jedi with the green lightsaber, mm-hmm. that looks very Sith. 
but not a lightsaber that the Sith is wielding at the bottom. Um. Yeah. That. Okay. So. So that picture in the bottom. I'm assuming it's the same person. He looks like a mind flare. Uh, yeah. He and he's got two. He's got two double bladed swords. So it's like Darth. So it's like a. It's like a Darth Maul dual blade, but they look like actual like katanas, and they're electrified. I wonder if they're vibroblades. Um, these well, vibroblades vibro blades never had like like power surging through them. Like these are like orange at the tip, and they've got Maybe like electricity coming off. Yeah, there's something going on with them. Maybe some some type of material like a lot like uh, Beskar, like how it can, or, or even like the um, the sword of Towson, how it's made of a material that can deflect lightsabers. So something like that. Where does this take place? So Tartak Veal is a warlord active on the remote moon of Brakrant during the High Republic area era. Who is Tartak? Transmission, Vil? which Tartak Vil, yes. That's the guy. Yeah, but that's the only entry on Wikipedia. So this is their introduction. Oh, okay. So are you looking at the Wikipedia entry right now? I just looked it up. That's what it said. That's all it said. So Tar yeah, Tartak Vil is a warlord active on the remote moon of Brakrant. Yeah. And where is Brackrant? Nobody knows. <laughs> okay. At one point, they sent a transmission which brought the Jedi Knight Court, the Force-sensitive Zine Mrala, and the droid 5AG3 to the moon. So I'm All assuming right. those Jedi go, they don't return, and then this comic is about Cantum Sai, who goes to follow up and see why they didn't return. All right. Cool. So this is a warlord, not a Sith, but try and convince me that... Oh, look, it even has over the Tartakville's right shoulder. Mm -hmm. It has one of those things from Halo. What is that? The... It looks like a ghost. <laughs> what were those or things called in Halo? A sentinel. The, the little things the that the little things that would fly around and then oh, oh, you're talking about the um the, the ones thing, that would talk to the you. The things that ran stuff. the that ran the rings. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mem. Uh, yeah, I know you're talking about. Um He's got one over his shoulder. I don't know. Maybe I mean, he's a, like, oh, here comes your destiny crossover. I think it's a ghost. He can't die. I didn't say I wanted a destiny crossover. <laughs> I was just making comparisons. No, no, no. Here's your destiny crossover. Destiny lore is very confusing. Thank God we have Bife. I really don't need a confusing lore set to be introduced with another confusing lore set and yes. combine them. That so starting next, starting next year, we're going to have a lot of comics. So we'll have the Phase 3 High Republic comics coming in January. We'll have this, For Dark Horse. We'll have the Dark Horse High Republic Adventures dropping in February. So January, February will be very comic heavy. Nice. Maybe we should just convert to comics for a few months and just like do that. I mean, we do we do need content to talk about. Because the books, I think there's a new High Republic book coming, but let me see. High Republic books. And there, I don't think there's any other novels. Um, Chronological Reader's Guide. Path of Deceit. Convergence. Kids book. Kids book. Oh, these are the... Battle for Starlight, Eye of the Storm, that's a comic, so yeah, I don't have it. I thought I saw Molly reading a new High Republic book, but I could be wrong. I feel like they don't do a great job of promoting that, and I also think because of what Disney said, like wrap it up, they're not happy with how it's performing either, so. 
I don't know. I mean, like you say that, and then they have all of the High Republic lightsabers that they're releasing. Well, keep in mind, Acolyte's coming, so Acolyte will boost the popularity of it. Right. So that's why they're releasing this stuff, which is number six, uh, the High Republic Adventures. Uh, sorry, number seven. You can collect all the High Republic's finest lightsabers like you're a part of the Nihil with Star Wars High Republic, the lightsaber collection. So it's a book showcasing all the lightsabers. I love the High Republic lightsaber designs. I hate that they're locked to that time period. Because yeah. You have this well, so great, Stellan... Like, I mean, like they're going to release Stellan Geo's lightsaber, which is a this is a very popular lightsaber. I've seen a lot of like third party websites make this same style with the cross guard and or the hand guard mm-hmm. and everything. Um, yeah, it's it's very strange that this design, like you said, does not carry across to the next age of the Jedi. Like, why did they why did they hard stop? <clears throat> because the story's told out of order. And that's right, the practical yeah, I, reason. I get it, but still, at the same time, it's like. Like like this the mechanics the make sense. The one on the left, looks the fencing like a one, that, like yeah, it look, cutlass, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just think like if there was a way to introduce them more into the current era, they're just they're, Kylo, too, they're too fancy. That's the problem is that they're too clean and pristine, and everything after everything up. To, I don't know. Yeah, I think for and after everything's very like dirty and run down and kind of like put together by like bubble gum and paper clips. Whereas yeah. like everything in the high Republic is very pristine and very clean and, and not worn down at all. So it's, yeah, the, it's definitely a very drastic change. The, the like you said, it's the Stellan Geos one's super clean and super nice. And Kylo's would kind of be the chaotic version of it. Yeah. Because you've got like wires and shit hanging out of it. Like, and the crystal's unstable. Isn't that why it vents the way correct. it does? Yeah, so. I don't know. It's kind of cool. I think they could do more with it, but I, I think the higher public lightsabers are the best we've ever seen. Now, they put some of them in the SWOTOR. Mm-hmm. So you can get your lightsaber. Not all of them, obviously, but there's there's interesting designs. Like, I, whenever something happens in Star Wars Universe, they usually release, like, an off, like, a Wish.com version of it in, in SWOTOR. Oh, I see. So, like, when when... Kylo was introduced. They introduced the vented lightsaber. Yeah. So, but you could use it as light side. So, if you had a yellow crystal in it, it would vent yellow out. So, it was, you know, it's just fun. Um, number eight was selling Geos's lightsaber, which you'll be able to get at the parks or on shopdisney.com. So, um, I don't know. Maybe I'll come home with a Stellan Geos lightsaber sometime next year. Yeah. When, when is this release? Uh, does not. This fall, uh, I wonder if it's going to be a lot like Kel oh, Kestis lightsaber, where, uh, where it's limited. Yeah, they they've been doing that. Like like Kel Kestis was limited too. Oh, I didn't realize it was limited. Mm-hmm. And now I have to have it. Oh, God damn it, Tim! What do you mean, God damn it, Tim? We're gonna have to go for the holidays. Well, I'm not gonna y- buy it. Well, I have yeah. to go and experience everything and walk around the park with it. It's a whole thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm mad about it. <laughs> Number nine, a new book on Star Wars Return of the Jedi celebrates the visuals from the film. Make like an Ewok and celebrate the film that turned 40 this year with a new visual archive debuting in March. A cover by Issei Ananfarda, writers Kelly Knox, Clayton Sandell, and S.T. Bende, and Insight Editions pay homage to the final film in the original trilogy that saw Luke Skywalker triumph over evil and help his father Darth Vader return to the light. That cover is awesome. Yes, I want that book. 
I also want that book. Yeah, I really Oh my like god, that. the next that one really is oh. amazing. You know what I'm getting you Star- for Christmas? Star Wars dad jokes. Speaking <laughs> of everyone's favorite Sith Lord, Father Darth Vader, Chronicle uh, Books revealed a new book of hilarious jokes and puns for fans of all ages. Star Wars dad jokes written by Kelly Knox with cover art um, and illustrations by Johnny Sampson's. My son will love this book. Is he is he into dad jokes now? He loves when I tell a really bad dad joke. He laughs so hard. So nice. I'm going to lean into that one. Good. Uh, yeah. So Good Star Wars you. dad jokes is 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 up there. Uh, we talked about this earlier in the show. We got a glimpse inside Dark Horse's uh, Tales from the Death Star, just in time for Halloween. Um, Kevin Scott, number 12. High Republic fans are well-fed with pages from DK's Star Wars, the High Republic character encyclopedia. This also looks interesting. So this, I thought we had heard about this previously, too, that they were making this to kind of get a little bit more. Moss is in there, Tim. I'm looking. Scroll one over. Oh, you're right. Oh hey, my God. Dex. Yeah, so Maz and Dex hung out. I, like, I, I love Dex's mustache. I do love Dex's mustache, too. But that's Maz. Wait, is that Dex from the, the diner? Yeah. Man, he's old, too. Yeah. yeah, he's been around for a while. The nameless. I'm glad we finally know what the um, the leveler looks like. Yeah, it looks it like a, it looks like a displacer beast. Yeah, it's not how and I imagined Cthulhu it. Cthulhu making a baby. It's pretty cool. I would like to see a live action one. Porter Angle, the Jedi's in here. Oh, he's he's much bigger than I thought he would be. He looks so I, jolly. Yeah, that's how they describe him. Uh, for some reason, I always imagined him as like a frail old man. No, no, no. They no. They describe him as being like almost like he. he, he in my head, he was kind of like a dwarf. He's, yeah, that's exactly what he looks like. Yeah, with a patch and everything. Uh huh. Path of the open hand that fell apart. Oh man, I was so excited for that story. I was like, A cult. I was like, Why do you suck as a cult and you're not even a good cult? <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited for a good yeah, cult in Star Wars. Didn't get cult. one. Sith of the cult, uh, cult of the Sith Eternal still remains supreme. I lie, there's good cults in Swotor. Um. So, yeah, this High Republic character book actually seems really cool. I'll yeah. probably pick this one up, too. Mm-hmm. It'll help me so much with visuals as well. I can't believe Dex is in here. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah he looks he looks like uh, he looks like Lando. It makes sense why he would, you know, Obi-Wan would go to him for information because he's been around. The Obi-Wan. Galaxy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it makes sense that someone that, like, did the adventure stuff just wants to settle down and own a crappy diner in the middle of Coruscant, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty funny. And the last but not least, for the little, little kiddos, Briaga and Yoda take a field trip to Geonosis in pages of Jedi Brave in Every Way. Art by Valerie Valdivia, the illustrated children's book from Rosemary Soul. I would assume she's related to Charles. And Charles Soul is out now to teach <laughs> you and your younglings a thing or two about courage. My guess would be they're married, but I don't want to jump to conclusions. Um, so this is a really cute kid's book. Uh, I would get this from for Juliet. She would probably love it. I'm sure Tim would get it for Kyler as well. Um, the illustrations very different from anything we've ever seen. Um, Yoda's smiling, which is definitely out of character for him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's everything from New York Comic Con. So not like a crazy 
oh my god comic-con year yeah um i'm sure a lot of that has to do with the strikes and and, and sure everything happening which by the way the strike is still on they did not agree to the terms which gives me more time to catch up on my television shows. I finished Witcher. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you still pissed off about it? <laughs> still very pissed off about it. Okay. Uh, what a what a crappy way to send the man that made that show happen off. And uh, I can't wait for season four to fail if it even comes out. Ooh. Uh, All right. Looking forward to Warhammer, Henry. Looking forward to Warhammer. Same. Uh so um yeah i have more time for my shows i'm almost done with carnival row carnival row is good tim you would enjoy I, yeah when i have time we're trying to watch loki right now so they introduced more of the um cre- like the, the other races mm-hmm. that are not prominent in the in the um season one okay so it makes the row come alive a little bit more with you know in a more fantasy aspect sure on the stories, uh, fun and it's still gory and bloody and oh good dark great so right up your right up your alley too I love that stuff I know how much you love a little dark storytelling with some gore and some blood what can I say he's a weirdo <laughs> rude <laughs> we're all weird in our own special way Tim yes I sit on the toilet and watch lore videos that's so weird that is that is that's, a little strange that's not normal hey man whatever helps you poop. I'm also in my 40s and I do that. So, like, yeah, what I happens never grew when you up. get, like, what, what are you going to do when you're in your 50s? Sit on the toilet and watch lore videos. Oh, okay. You want to ask what I'm going to do in my 60s, too? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for today, folks. We'll be back next week. Um, and yeah, comics seem to be the way to go right now because yeah. the novels are kind of slowing down. So, uh, uh, Tim and I will discuss. I know I said that last week, but New York Comic Con hit and I wanted to cover all that news. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll talk. There's a lot of good stuff in, in that Comic Con stuff as far as comic goes. And we're yeah. behind on a lot of the comics too. So, yeah, we need to figure um, out what we haven't read yet and what's worth reading. I'm going to go through that on my iPad today. So, uh, but make sure you head over to Tim's channel, uh, youtube.com slash darkness429. Spider Man starts on Friday. Friday. You can watch Tim uh, run through the adventures of Peter Parker and Miles Morales. I am not reading an ad. This is actually what he's going to do. Uh, and then uh, that Minecraft DLC is right around the corner for November 7th. Yeah. So, youtube.com slash darkness429. Make sure you follow him, darkness429, everywhere else on the internet. I'm Kevin. If you want to yell at me, it's KMagic101. Uh, except uh, Twitter, I'm KevinXVision. Um, and uh, we, Tim and Kevin, are Star Wars and Scotch. So please yes. make sure you rate, review, subscribe, comment, do all of the things. Uh, your support is is invaluable to the show, and we really have enjoyed uh, doing it for 150 episodes. So cheers to 150 more. Um, and hopefully for 200, we can do it live from Oga's Cantina. That would be so sick. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. All Probably right. Not, we're going to try. <laughs> Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. You you didn't you didn't you didn't like you got it. May the force be with you.